On this episode of Rock Down South, we sit down with country artist Dylan Wolf. This is a killer episode that we had fun with, so you definitely don't want to miss this one. We hope you all enjoy. Let's go. Hey y'all, this is Dylan Wolf, and you're listening to Rock Down South. Welcome to another exciting episode of Rock Down South, your home for rock and country music. Today, Paul and I had the pleasure of speaking with country artist Dylan Wolf, and we were pretty excited for this interview. Dylan has this really incredible voice and sound that I think people are going to go absolutely crazy for. I mean, people have actually already gone crazy for him, and he's had some tremendous success and growth as an artist this past year. We talk all about his journey, his sound, and the super interesting background behind his current single, Something to Talk About. So without further ado, here's the show. What's up, Dylan? How you doing today, man? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for jumping on. Really excited to talk to you today. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm excited, too. Yeah, no, Dylan, we, uh, we started out, you said there was a, a bunch of uh, snow in Nashville, and I don't know if that's something you're, you're I guess, used to. I mean, where did you, uh, where did you originally grow up? Uh, Southern Illinois. Okay, so you're, you're pretty used to, I guess, uh, the, uh, the devil's dandruff outside, then, I guess you could say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're pretty used to the weather being like 92 degrees one day and like 63 and 32, just whatever it really decides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I actually live in Nashville as well. I'm over on the uh, the east side. I've been over there for about uh, about four years now. Uh, what part of town are you in? Um, right now, I'm, uh, I stay part-time in Brentwood. Okay. So um, I stay with my, I'm sure you guys have heard of Bailey Zimmerman. Yeah. Uh, Never heard of him. No. (laughs) Never heard of him. Um, But no, him and I actually grew up together um, in uh, Southern Illinois. So it's kind of, it was kind of an easy transition whenever he started really blowing up. Um, You know, I traveled back and forth from Illinois to Nashville uh, because, you know, my daughter lives here. So yeah, so I spent about three to four days in Nashville, tried to about every week and then come home for about three or four days and depending on my shows and stuff. So it's kind of a back and forth thing. Yeah, that's not too bad. Oh, nice. So grew up in Illinois. Tell me a little bit more about that background growing up. Yeah, man. Um, when I was, uh, we've, we've lived in Illinois, you know, all our lives. And um, my dad, he was, uh, he worked in the oil field um, for a good while up until the point. I think I was like 17 right before I graduated high school. And he ended up buying the, the oil field company that he, uh, you know, kind of helped build and helped run. And uh, that's kind of what I did. Um, I worked uh, under him for about nine years. And then about halfway through that is when I really started getting heavy, heavily in the, you know, into music, taught myself how to play guitar and, and started kind of playing local gigs and, and working, you know, 60, 70 hours in the oil field and gigging on the weekends, just putting in the work. So. Oh, wow. What age was that when you started playing? Um, I started playing music around 24. I started playing live around 23 and I started, I started kind of dabbling in it when I was like 2021. 20, okay. 2021 started doing the music thing. I mean, did you sing in the choir or do anything before that? Or did you just start singing then? And you're like, you know, I think I could probably do this. Yeah, no, I, I didn't. Um, I, I, I kind of thought maybe when I was in high school that maybe I, maybe I could, but never really could get over that fear factor of uh, being able to sing in front of anybody. And I was like, well, the only way I'm going to be able to do it is if, and it not be weird, is if I learn how to play guitar. So, uh, yeah, I taught myself how to play guitar. It took me about a year or so. And uh, 
before I was comfortable enough to really start playing out. And um, one night we was at a, I was at a party with, uh, with some friends and this, this another local singer who I was actually uh, in a duo uh, partnership, Ben Nation, um, sang with him for about four years. Um, I jumped up and was like, hey, man, can I see your guitar? And he was like, I guess. And uh, I played 3 a.m. Matchbox 20, and everybody seemed to love it. So I was just like, it was like that adrenaline rush. I was like, okay, I got to do this now. <laughs> yeah. So I guess other than the, uh, you know, the drunken 3 a.m. Matchbox 20 uh, cover there, was there, a, was there another moment where you thought, all right, this is, this is the moment I'm, I'm going to pursue this. This is what I, you know, I'm going to do. Obviously, you maybe had the, the oil field kind of background where you know you could have a steady job. But was there a moment? Other than that, or was that a moment where you thought, all right, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to pursue full time. You know, it was it was really weird how it kind of came together because I I had a bunch of different times where I was like, like there was one time halfway through it, I sold my guitars and I was done with it, you know, and uh, I, it was it was just so weird how things happened by the grace of God. You know, certain people showed up in my life at the nick of time and and um you know, of course, I love playing live and playing covers, and that was fun. But I would say, you know, it was I'd released probably I'd went down and I'd started releasing my own music, and I wasn't really getting a whole lot of buzz on it. You know, um, past where you know, kind of regional from from where I'm from, and and uh, started taking vocal lessons and starting getting better, and started my following started to grow, and and uh, had a I just I don't know. It's one day I was just like if I'm going to do this and spend this time away from my family and, and, you know, actually take this serious, you know, I, I really have to put the pedal down and things just kind of started falling into place. You know, I had some, some viral moments on my social medias and, you know, when you, when you wake up and a, and a video has two, three million views on it, it really puts a fire underneath you. And, um, you know, my following on my Instagram was at like 2000 and in a matter of, six months i was over 100k uh, wow TikTok, i was at like twenty thousand, and in a matter of six months i was over a quarter million and i just had recent viral stuff on facebook you know i was at eleven thousand followers in november and now i'm at three hundred thousand. you know with, <laughs> it's incredible with reels just going crazy and now my songs are streaming in the millions and it's just it's just really you know it's just little bit by little bit you know little things happen and they and they motivate you to just to go that extra mile. And now I'm to the point where you know, I've played shows for five, 6,000 people and, and, you know, open for some bigger acts and, and really got involved. And now I'm just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living. You know, I can do this for a living and be, and be very successful at it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. And you, you, you put in the work and actually saw the results. And I'm sure that's, uh, I guess, borderline addicting at some point where you're thinking, okay, I, you know, I'm finally getting recognized for this. People are actually seeing who I am and the, the passion I have for this. And it, it trends. And I, you know, that seems like nowadays, if you can uh, get that social media following up and then kind of the rest just starts to fall into play. So I know that's a, a probably a huge win to see that happen in a short amount of time. Yeah, man, that, that was definitely, that was definitely one of those things where it's like you do it and you see it work and you're like, okay, yeah, I got to keep doing this. I got to, you know, I keep writing this thing and, and, you know, people start recognizing it and helping out. And one person, uh, Drew Baldridge, he's, you know, an Illinois boy too. And he kind of, you know, he's been there here and there kind of helping out, you know, for the last three or four years, just, you know, writing songs. And, and he told me something one day after we got done eating dinner, he was just like, you know, you don't have to be the most talented person. You just got to work harder than they do. And 
if one thing I had, you know, was, was a work ethic out of this world. And I, I just, you know, people all the time, they come up and they, and they want advice or they, you know, what'd you do and how'd you do it? And I, I just sacrifice everything. You know, you have to work harder than everybody when you don't want to get up and take the meeting or take the phone call or make the drive or play the show. You have to. And the moment that you say no, the moment that you turn your back on it, it's game over. You're losing the whole point. You know, it's just because you're not maybe, you know, maybe the show is pointless, but you're training your mind to work hard, you know, and I got to do it because you never know. You know, just as well as I do, a lot of this business is is luck and being in the right place. And. And, um, you know, that's, I've, I've just lived on that. And, uh, you know, Drew, me and him wrote actually wasting my time together. And, uh, I was like, man, that was my first song where I was like, man, this is, this is huge. And, uh, went viral on TikTok. It was like three or 4 million views and really got everybody excited about it. And, um, you know, wrote another one, um, that did the same thing. And I was just like, boys, we gotta, we gotta really hammer down. So we've been working on a project this year where, we're really excited about releasing here in 2023 that I think is going to do, do some pretty, pretty crazy stuff. So that's cool, man. Yeah, That's great. We're definitely going to ask about that here in a little bit, but uh, before that, I want to talk about what I like about you as an artist and specifically the thing that stood out to me was your voice, because I think it's pretty distinct. I really like it. And uh, you just got that raspiness sound to it that you don't really hear from uh, a ton of other artists, you know, in Nashville and whatnot. It kind of reminds me of, you remember that band Hinder, the singer <laughs> Austin Winkler? Yeah, I was going to say, everybody calls me a country Hinder. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everybody, like any like management label, everybody's just like, send them a song. Man, that sounds like Hinder. <laughs> I get compared to Nickelback. I get compared to Nickelback a lot too. No, I'd say the Hinder, which... I'd say it's a great thing to be compared to. I mean, they had some bangers of songs. And oh, yeah. Vocals are incredible. So, I mean, you're going to be compared to somebody with an awesome voice. That guy's the guy to be compared to. Yeah. Anybody that's like, you know, I'm compared to the guy that sang Lips of an Angel. All right. Like, that's that's some pretty cool stuff right there. <laughs> Have you ever covered that song live? Oh, every show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. It's the only one you can get away with playing at a country show because everybody's like, it's like, you know, even the people in the back, I always say this, like, with like, especially with Nickelback, I'm just like, all right, who likes Nickelback? And there's some people put their heads down. And I'm just like, you start singing how you remind me and everybody's just like, all right, I kind of like this one. <laughs> Those guys are making a comeback, man. Things are changing for them. They got a brand new tour. They're just announced with Brantley Gilbert. Tickets just went on sale for that. I mean, they're making some big strides. They got a new album out. So and it sounds pretty good. I listen to it. Yeah, I feel like Dylan's right, though. I mean, as much as people may want to hate on those kind of, you know, early 2000s rock, if, if you play Lips of an Angel, you hear it at a karaoke bar, you hear it at a cover or something like that, you're going to sing along. I mean, you you want to you want to say that you're not going to, but you know that you're going to as soon as it comes on, man. I mean, I, I have no shame in admitting that. Oh, yeah. Force a habit, for sure. Every time. 100%. Well, a lot of the Nickelback stuff, you know, is Joey Moy, you know, who did a lot of uh, their stuff and then went on to do a whole lot of country stuff as well, so... Yeah, it's true. Of course, similarities in the DNA are kind of in it. So, and you can tell you can tell with like everything that Hardy releases that Joey Moy puts out. You know, it's just like, hmm. You can see, <laughs> you, can, you, you can see the Nickelbacks coming out in them. Absolutely, absolutely. Which it, which it makes it a lot easier for artists like me. You know, 
who, you know, a lot of, for a long time, I struggled with like, you know, I'm a country artist, but I had a really hard time with singing about dirt roads and, and trucks and tractors. And, you know, when Hardy and Wallen and these guys start coming out with this stuff, it's like, okay, like, so we're allowed to do that now. All right, well, here's this. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think of it like that, but they've, I won't say they've paved the way because there's been a lot of people that have mixed that kind of sound in there, but they made it a little bit more acceptable and mainstream for people to be a little bit different in terms of getting a little bit heavier and rocking with their music. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like you don't necessarily have to like, like if, if you want to rock it up, like if you want to go real rocked up with it, well, let's think about country stuff, you know? And if you want to, if you, you don't want to sing about country stuff, maybe dial it back a little bit on the production side. <laughs> So speaking of production, you got a brand new single out that I absolutely love. Something to talk about. I believe it came out in November. Tell us about that song because it's a pretty good one. Yeah, that song is actually hilarious. So um, I was Gavin Lucas. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him. He was uh, he he he's the co-writer on basically everything that Zimmerman releases, and uh, he lives there at uh, the house with Bailey and and just a super talented kid and guy and um i I run all of my ideas by him um one of the smartest people i know and i'm just like i was in a bad mood one day and i was he's like what are you he's like what are you doing man and he's always he's always curious you know what are you doing i was like i'm messing with this song i said i don't know here's here's the the first line i got you know and uh you know i said you know i can hear my ears ringing behind my back and uh he was like oh that's cool man I was like, yeah. He was like, well, what's it about? And I was like, people running their mouth all the time about things they don't know anything about. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of how the line, the second verse kind of got wrote. And, and um, so I, we wrote it in like an hour, like the song front to back in an hour. No way. And yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, cool. Yeah. So I put the voice memo in and I just kind of left it be. And um, we were sitting there, me and my producer, Sean Rogers, we were sitting there and uh, after we re- after we released wasting my time, I was like, he's like, well, do you you want to get another project in before the end of the year? And I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to cut. You know, I was like, we've got that here's for the girls. I said, I've already cut vocals dead. I said, I guess we can put that out. And he's like, yeah. He's, he's like, you got anything else? I was like, not really. And it just dawned on me. I was like, well, I got this voice memo here, and I I showed it to him. He was like, why have you hid this from me? And I was like, well, I didn't really hide it from you. I was like, I just didn't. I didn't really know if I was going to cut it or not. And uh, long story short, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to cut it. It was just one of those deals where I was like having a bad day. And it was kind of like, it was kind of my way. Like it, it kind of helped me like just not be, you know, mad and aggravated. I was like, yeah, you know, it was a good way to vent. I was like, yeah, that, that'll teach him. And then next thing you know, we're cutting it and it sounds freaking awesome. And I'm like, I'm putting this out. And uh, I put the video on TikTok and overnight I got 2 million views. And, um, put it on, put it on Facebook and, um, the reels, my reels on Facebook are getting millions almost every time I post them. So obviously that helped like crazy. And everybody was just like, dude, that song is your best one yet, you know? And it was just, it was just kind of crazy because I held onto the song for seven months before I ever even showed anybody. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. How would you even describe the song? I mean, it's kind of like ballady and it's kind of slow starting, um, but you know, it's got that rock to it. But it's not like a super positive song either. It's talking about people talking about you behind your back, which you know has the nice juxtaposition with 
you know, the kind of ballady-ish feel at parts. I don't even know how to describe it, but it's fun. Well, like, so, like, it was, so the, the, the it was funny. So when, when I really started getting into the social media game and really posting things and getting my confidence up there here in, like, the last year or so ago, uh, I lost a bunch of weight. You know, I was two, 270, 280, and lost, I ended up losing, like, I think I lost 85 pounds. Congrats. And living in a little town, you know, with uh, a family history, I say, I say that lightly, of, you know, people who've been in trouble, <laughs> people who've been in trouble. There's a lot of rumors going around that I was on drugs, you know, and that's what the bridge is why it says, uh, like, I'm lost or found. And it's a shame that I'm looking thin when I'm with the wrong crowd. And uh, I guess you got me figured out upstairs looking down because it was all the people that were the uppity ups, you know, upstairs looking down. You know, I guess it's anything to entertain you when I'm, you know, when I'm not around. And uh, it was kind of like that way of just being like, it was like an, it was an FU song, you know? And someone asked me, they were like, well, what, what message are you getting across? And I was like, well, one message is it doesn't really matter what people say about you. You know, they, like I said in the beginning, you know, they pat your back. And then all of a sudden, now that I've made something, they're just like, oh, we always knew you'd be somebody, you know? And then when I go to my shows, play my shows and all these people are out you know screaming the words to my songs and they're acting like my best friend but then you know i get home they're like you know i, I hear something was said or whatever I'm like did, did you hear about this and i was like well that was weird because they were just at my show acting like my best friend you know so it was it was one of those deals where i was like it's a confidence booster for everybody but at the same time it was just like the people that hear this song there's a select few they're gonna know it's about them <laughs> yeah you know what i mean i was like they're gonna listen to it and there's there was a couple of parts there was a couple of subtle parts that i won't really get into but like when they hear it they're gonna be like i'm the one that said that that's about me and he knows because i never confronted him about it you know it got to the point where it was just like what's you know what's the point of confronting him you know and i was like so like they're gonna hear that and they're gonna be like he knows that I was the one that said those things, you know? So it was kind of, it was kind of cool just the way it laid out. I was just like, I kind of felt just like, you know, in a sense, cocky about it, you know, but it was in a good way. Cause I was just like, there's so many people that go through that, you know, through life, you know, growing up in, in, in my kind of background, you know, we didn't come from a family with a lot of money and, and dad did a lot of things on his own. And, and, uh, as a single parent for the half of my life and, you know, so, you know, a lot of things were said and, and you did a lot of things to get by. And you know, uh, heck, when I was four years old, I was paralyzed from the waist down with a uh, with a leg disease. And uh, it was like till I was seven. I didn't I, you know, I didn't walk until I was seven years old. So you just go back and you look at all of those things and you would never picture someone like me that went through that being here. And it's just like, yeah, man, it's just at the end of the day it's about what you put your mind to and how hard you're willing to work. If you're willing to outwork everybody, if you can see it, you can make it happen, you know? And that's just the, the vibe that I've just rolled and And it's true. It's so true. You keep your faith and you work hard and you, we mess up, you know, but do your best to be a good person and do it for the right reasons. And it's going to prevail, you know, one way or another. Wow. Yeah, man. That's uh, so two things about. It. I love the fact that you openly said, "Yeah, there's some lines in here where the people who know it's about them, they're going to know it's about them." Just a just a straight up subtweet of, "Hey, like I heard what you said, and you know, you know, there's a reason I'm on stage and you're in the crowd. So yeah. take it however you want, but you know what? This is for you." And it is funny. I mean, you meet some people 
um, that, you know, you start something new, you try something creative and people say, oh, that'll never work. That's so dumb. And there's always naysayers. And then when you get a little bit of cloud, you get a little bit of recognition and they're like, oh, I've always believed in you, man. I'm so proud of you. And it's like, are you though? I mean, were you though? Yeah. Were you always behind me? So it's funny. I mean, it's, it's in any industry, it's that way. And that's what it is too. It's like, it's, what's funny is like, you know, you always hear, oh, don't get, you know, don't get too big city on us or don't get, don't get too big time for us little people. You know, you hear stuff like that. And then, and then you hear like, oh, well, he won't, you know, he won't return my calls and he won't, he, he must think he's too good. And it's just like, I'm not returning your calls because I know what you said about me, you yeah. know? So it's just like yeah. at the same time, like I haven't talked to him in six months. They think I'm out here big time in it, but it's just like, uh-uh. I just know a little bit more than <laughs> know a little bit more than what you think I know there, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's funny. That's funny. And uh, so that's the that's the main single. And so will there will there be some more? Uh, you know, maybe uh, songs to the haters coming on a new album. What do you think? A new EP? More music <laughs> coming out in twenty twenty three? Song to the haters. I don't know if I've got any more. Um, any more diss tracks in you? Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think that one got a pretty good point across. Um, yeah, but. but um, no, I yes. Long story short, on that, yeah. So Drew Baldridge actually called me up back in November and was like, "Hey, man, I want to work on this project," and and uh, we're kind of you know seeing where that goes as we speak. But uh, it, we wrote twelve or fifteen songs, and uh, we're gonna we got a few more rights to 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 finish up. But our goal was to was to write you know twelve to fifteen songs and pick our uh, you know four or five favorites of those songs like just the absolute bangers um go in and you know produce them do a real good job on the vocals you know get some vocal lessons in there and, and really be prepared for it and and have a bunch of good content some music videos for a couple of you know our favorites and you know with the, the social media growing like it is you know we think it's a perfect time to to really really put the hammer down and we've got i would say we've got probably there's five right now that's on the table that we're wanting to cut two that are guaranteed there's three that's just like we're kind of battling like which one's the better one out of the three and and there's some really 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 solid solid songs in there that i think is really going to elevate my career to a to a very very big level awesome that's exciting man we're looking forward to hearing that coming up this year and i know you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier you mentioned Hardy, you mentioned Wallen, kind of some of the guys that are, are doing kind of the country rock uh, kind of crossover, if you will. But what about you just on a personal level? You know, what are you listening to yourself? Where do you find some of your inspiration and kind of what are you, what are you hooked on lately? Man, I'm a nineties alternative soul from like, I mean, my favorite bands is, you know, Matchbox 20, Goo Goo Dolls, Nickelback, Three Doors Down, you know, Puddle in the Mud. Like I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, there's there's Wallen, there's Hardy, Parker McCollum. I'm a massive Parker McCollum fan. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's, the, the dude's just so cool, and everything that he does, you know, is is just it's it's awesome. Um, but a Co Wetzel, he's another one of those guys where it's just like he's doing his own thing. He's got his own sound, and and it works. And he doesn't give a damn what anybody else thinks. And it's just those guys are really like those group of, and, and Bailey too. It's, it's, it's weird. Bailey's like his style of music and uh, a lot of his, like his sound is like my favorite kind of music. So I jam a lot of his stuff and uh, I'm actually a co-writer on one of his songs. Um, 
surprisingly enough, it's my least favorite out of the songs that he has. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, definitely a blessing to be a part of uh, be a part of that album. But um, but yeah, man, just those guys all in general. Um, as far goes as the guys doing the thing right now, but uh, I have a very alternative persuasion, you know, to to everything that I do for sure. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you mentioned that you know that the, one of your first live performances was you know three a.m. Matchbox Twenty cover. So I mean, hey, you know, stick to what you know, throw what you know, man. That's there's nothing wrong with that at all. For sure, for sure. So these next questions are what we close with and ask everyone. Okay. So first question. What would you tell your 21-year-old self? Hmm, man. I don't know. I don't know because um, save money because you're going <laughs> to need it. But, you know, other than that, you know, I don't really have any regrets. Um, other than I probably should have been a little bit more careful with my money. <laughs> Because I, I was, man, you, you got to think, you know, playing music and working in the oil field and stuff. I was making quite a bit of it, but uh, spending it about as fast as I was getting it. So good advice. Yeah, it, it, uh, it sometimes I have to tell myself that now to be smarter with my money. So, I mean, maybe that's just, uh, yeah, I, I would say I agree with that uh, as well for, for my 21 year old self. Um, what, uh, what are you drinking lately? You know, if you, if you come home from a recording session, you're celebrating something, you know, what are you, what are you sipping on these days? Yeah, man. I, um, generally I, I, I stay away from beer just because, you know, coming from a, a small town, you know, you, we built a tolerance up, you can drink quite a bit of them and that's kind of how I got the beer gut. But, uh, Bush light, if, uh, we're just having a casual beer, um, but, uh, I'm, I, I drink sugar-free Red Bull and vodka um and and tito's vodka most of the time okay um yeah. or like a um like a crown vanilla and, and and diet coke or coke zero or something gotcha so responsible healthy drinking i guess is what it sounds like on your your fitness journey yeah unless i'm like if i if i go out you know i love rumple mints <laughs> really oh yeah i'm a rumpy's guy <laughs> that's an so illinois maybe, northern person thing nobody drinks that stuff in the south <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe that's something else you could tell your 21 year old self is hey we're still we're still drinking rumple mints you know maybe that's something you can also tell yourself then yeah <laughs> yeah more we're gonna be doing this rumple mint thing um <laughs> 10 years from now so yeah get, get used yourself. to it get yeah. used to it <laughs> <laughs> so as you know this is rock down south so what is something or maybe a couple things that come to mind that you love about the south the beach i mean as far goes as like everything like if i could live down south i would for sure 100 percent. like just everything about everything about you know the alabama and, and florida and georgia like you know i've played one show one show in florida and um you know, just being down there in the atmosphere or whatever. I just, I love warm weather. I love beaches. I love, you know, sun's out, guns out, freaking sunglasses, shorts, doing the dad jeans. So I just, I just love the weather, man. I love, I just love the atmosphere and everything about it. You know, it's like an everyday vacation. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. But thank you so much, Dylan, for being a part of the show today. Where can people find and connect with you online? Uh, so uh, Dylan Wolf official on um, Instagram, Dylan Wolf music on Facebook, Dylan Wolf music on uh, TikTok as well. Uh, there's a bunch of fake accounts. So just make sure you're picking the one that's uh, 
got all the posts on it and the, and the largest following because they'll they'll try to scam you. And you're not going to be emailing anybody asking them for money in their DMs. No, no, I don't. I do not send DMs and I do not send emails ever, unless it's unless it's business related. You know, I, you know, it's funny having fake accounts. I feel like that may not be a bad thing. I feel like that may be something that is another sign that you know that this is things are going well when people are trying to imitate you and people are trying to uh, you know I guess quote unquote, steal your, uh, your account identity. I think that might be a sign of good things. Honestly, I think that's a little bit of clout. It was for a while until they got up in like the three or four thousands and, Oh uh, God. Yeah. And it kind of got overwhelming to the point where like they were convincing, um, people that, you know, they were convincing these women that I was in relationships with them and, and convincing them, you know, all these weird things. So I had people like, there was a few times where I had people like, you know, show up to my shows and think that, you know, we had been in a six month long relationship and I had to have like security, like tell them like, Hey, you know, oh, that's, wow. you know, that's not, the, that's not the case. <laughs> right. So it's a little overwhelming, but uh, okay. I take back what I said. I take yeah. back what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's uh definitely, it's definitely not something that uh, I definitely need the blue check mark uh, to help separate myself from all the other accounts. I think it'd get a little bit better. Gotcha. Wow. That is nuts. I did not, did not know that. So, okay. All right. So look for the, look for the official accounts and moral of the story. Yes. Yes. Definitely do that. Got it. And do you have anything coming out that you want people to know about any music videos or new singles dropping soon? No, man, we're going to be in the uh, studio cutting the tracks, all this songs. And I would just tell everybody to, you know, be looking out in like probably the middle of March, beginning of April for some, uh, for some, from some serious, uh, stuff i don't know how we're gonna lay it out if we're gonna do an ep or singles but uh, i know we're gonna have new music uh, around that time still thank you so much for listening to the show today we hope y'all enjoyed this episode paul and i had really fantastic time chatting with dylan not only is he a super talented artist but he's an awesome down-to-earth guy as well really excited to see what he has in the works and i'm sure his career is gonna be taken off like a rocket ship pretty soon So make sure to go follow Dylan on all of his social media pages and check out his latest single for something to talk about. You can find all our content at rockdownsouth.com and make sure to go follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest updates. Leave us a five-star review if you can. We would really appreciate it. And as always, the views and opinions expressed by our guests are theirs and don't necessarily reflect our own. I'm Mark and you've been listening to Rock Down South. See y'all next time. 